Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Dry Cities. Uh, my name is Megan, and those um, bumping uh, chair sounds that you hear is what? Brent sitting down. What are you down. talking about? Um, welcome to season, who knows? Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> it's great to be back of in our the pod. Seat. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. I feel a little bit rusty, you know? Yeah. We took our usual summer break. Yep. Um, and yeah, got rested, refreshed. It's uh, back to school time. It is. You are in the classroom. Yep. Starting week three. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We are, uh, I've, uh, I've made you a significant. You have four children now. Four in children in public school, school. All children in school. But yeah. the greatest achievement that I have figured out to date <laughs> is I have figured out a way to drop my daughter off at Chihuahua oh, yeah. High School. <laughs> you were telling me about Without this. hitting massive traffic. <laughs> and I feel like. It's kind of like, you know, if you were a hunter or a fisher and you found a really good hunting spot, yeah, and you, you don't, don't want to tell people it. about it, but yeah, you're like, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm slaying these ducks right now. <laughs> it's so good. I wave at people as I drive by some. Uh, uh, and it just feels what's like What's hilarious is where so you much. drop her off now, I like drive by her all the time. Yeah. Um, and so like I see her. I don't always, we don't always like. She doesn't always see me, but I see her now. Right Every year up to this point, she's rode, rode the bus, mm-hmm. and that requires uh, like early morning, like really mm-hmm. early morning. So it's only like forty minutes difference for her to like sleep in and do this. But like I'm telling you, man, those forty minutes are huge. It's yeah, the, especially it's like when you're fifteen. The biggest case for why why are we making these high schoolers go to zero hours six fifty a.m. Yeah. Like that's not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, she's just a better person when she gets to go at 7.15 versus 6.30 in the morning. Yep. Uh-huh. And she's, um, so it's been. That 100% makes sense. It's, uh, it's been a life changer. It's a, ga- a game changer. Yeah, it's and, worth it to you to drive her. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I don't care. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. So yep. whatever. It's it's good. It gets me out of bed. <laughs> gets me moving with my day. I got to be somewhere. Uh, yeah, that's it's good. cool. Yeah. How was your break? It was good. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think what I did now. I didn't do a ton. Okay. I like worked um, at the lab, and I don't know, hung out with some friends, and yeah, we went to a concert last okay, weekend. I was like, Peter, pick it up. I was like, Peter, pick it up. <laughs> I was like uh, there should be something that was really fun that you did. Uh, for some reason, in my brain, it wasn't on break because it happened immediately before this. Yeah, so. <laughs> As in this last Friday. Yeah. <laughs> but if you'll remember uh, a few months back, yeah. I got talking to you about heading into summer and saying, what's something that you've wanted to do? Well, we've been or... talking about this for a couple of years now. Yeah. Like, but like we got serious about yeah, it this summer yeah, and being did. like, I said something about, your, you know, like uh, go, go to the Gorge, go to a concert. Like yeah. every summer I try and go to at least one concert somewhere. Yeah. And the Gorge has been the best. And we, you know, it's it's been a few years since I've been there. And you're like, yeah, I've never been there. And we were like, you cannot live yeah. this close <laughs> to something true. like that. I know. Because people fly in from all over the place. I know. I overheard some people behind us when we were there being like, I bet there are people from the East Coast here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, those people are from Ellensburg, so they don't they don't qualify. But but honestly That was one hundred percent the tone of how they said it though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Um But like honestly, there's there's uh we, we were when we when you crest when you walk over the crest of that yes, thing and yeah. you're hit by the awe of it and you go, this is not a normal. I don't space. think, I, like I didn't realize. Yeah, I don't. I think it's impossible to know. And what, what, what we had <laughs> until you experience it. We had friends 
show up late, yeah. and not because they, they're just mismanagement of time, but really mismanagement on the part of the people who run the schedule yeah, for the uh-huh. Gorge. Um, there were back-to-back concerts, uh, and then, so like a bunch of people were showing up for a country concert the next yeah. night, and camping, and blah, blah, blah. You probably saw it in the news. It, you know, it, it was a big deal. It was a big yeah. train wreck of an issue, and, and people who, you know, left at what should have been an appropriate time were mm-hmm. stuck in traffic and either missed the concert or whatever. And they showed up late, and for some of them, this was their first concert ever, and they walked over that ridge, Megan, and they were not hit. Nope. They did not experience what you and I because experienced. Because they got there it when dark. it was dark. <laughs> you saw the stage, and you saw lots of people, <laughs> yeah. which is really cool, and that's fun, and it's yeah. great to be in a space with, like, I don't know how many people there were, 25,000 other oh, people? at least. At yeah. least. And you, you remember, like, a few years ago, you were like, is this ever going to happen again? Like, yeah. What, what, I mean, you know? the Lumineers lead singer said that. Yeah. He was like, I never, I honestly didn't know. We, we were didn't know that we were like, happen. I don't know if this is going to happen. So, yeah. you know, you're doing that. That's awe-inspiring. But then and when you look at it and you see everything beyond the stage, yeah. and you're like, oh, my goodness, this well, is Well, I don't think I realized how close the Columbia River was yeah. to the, like, property honestly one of my favorite drives i've ever been on is driving you drive the vantage way to the bridge but instead of going left to ellensburg you just keep going like towards wenatchee oh, like okay. that's the yeah, fastest yeah. way to get to wenatchee yeah, i've done that before that I think. gorge drive along yeah. the river and like that <laughs> just take somebody from the midwest yeah. <laughs> who have spent their entire life in dallas <laughs> through there and watch them just over adulate about yeah. like what yeah. they're seeing and be like this feels like a Lord of the Rings movie yeah. is what it feels like. Well, and honestly, he didn't come right out and say it, but the opener for the Lumineers, that's who we saw was the Lumineers, everyone, was James Bay, who I honestly kind of preferred. Um, oh, I know you did. <laughs> I realized in that moment, and I was going to bring it up in the car on the way home, and I decided to wait until this podcast. I have figured out uh, that Megan has a type. Oh, really? Yep. Please illuminate. Well, he's English. <laughs> With long, scraggly hair and an accent, but you can't tell it when he sings. Uh, and you were fawning I over. I was a little. You but, were okay, fangirling so, James Bay. So great. You happened to hear Kylie and I make it. So he was like, I see you in the back. And I was like, oh, he sees me. Oh, yeah. And like I was making it as a joke, but yeah. you heard the end of it, um, which just sounded like I was being ridiculous, which maybe I was a little uh, bit. But. Yeah. He has a really good voice. He was a great he, vibe. He had he had the best voice of all of them. I I will give you that. Yeah. He was a great performer. Yeah. And um it was it was different because I knew all of the songs that the Lumineers played. I knew yeah. every single song they played. I knew like one or two songs that James Bay yeah. played. And so kind of what it was was a I should probably listen to more James Bay, yeah. partly. Uh but then, you know, if you don't know a song as much the participant and and then obviously in, during James Bay, everybody's like laying on the grass, kind of yeah. chilling, hanging out on their yeah. phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lumineers, it was standing. You stood the whole time, yeah. and the lights and yeah. the, you know the, the yeah. production. The production was quality much, was much, much more. better, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, for that. Well, you um, know, so. they're the like they're the act, right? He's yes. just their opener, yes. so it's much like obviously his like setup is much smaller. Yeah, what? But you kept saying more James Bay, more James <laughs> Bay throughout the entire time that the Lumineers That's were singing. That's not true and at so, all. <laughs> I, For those of you then, new to the podcast, when he came Brent out Le- <laughs> and sang, you I did get excited when did, he came out and sang. Did. That's you, true. You, uh, uh, I'll admit that you started like, running to the front, <laughs> and we had we had to have security hold you back. Oh my gosh! Uh, for those of you new to the podcast, Brent likes to elaborate with uh, falsehoods. I like and... to paint a picture in words <laughs> and allow people to experience it in the same way that real, I experienced it. That are not real. Yeah. <laughs> 
and then we uh, left a little bit early. Yeah, we left during the encore. Because we had heard of the traffic issues and we were just like, hey, we have things to do and people Honestly, to see. Honestly... We experienced none of any of that. No, we had a great time. It, it was, was amazing. Amazing for us. It was really, we, we've already talked about this at ad nauseum yeah. amongst ourselves. Yeah. But we Brent walked. was living his when best we walked life. Up, when we walked up, I'll, I'll just share this part. When we walked up to the front gates and there was a line of people waiting to get checked in, they're off to the left was like this T-Mobile entrance thing. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I have T-Mobile. What do you have to do to like, Get in for here. And she's like, just show me your phone. And then we walked through that. Was there anybody? Was there nope. anybody waiting? No. Was there anybody waiting to get their bags checked? Zero people. Did we run into anybody? Did Zero. we see anybody? It's like Zero. they did not advertise this. I'm sure there are more people who own T-Mobile. What are you doing, people? Then when we got through, we got to the very front. Uh, and, it, and, and it bypassed. How many people do you think we bypassed in line? 5,000? No. 2,000. Oh, so many there people, There were that Megan. many people in line? I don't know. I didn't really look at the big line that closely. Easy so. 2,000. Five might have been an exaggeration, but easy, <laughs> easy 2,000. They were backed up all the way. To, anyways, yes. <laughs> and then we get up there, and we were there for maybe 15 seconds, and then they finally opened the gate, and everybody got to go Yeah, the so there's like, there was like a mass of people waiting yeah. for us to be let into like the general admission lawn. And we literally stood there for 15 seconds and if then they you opened had, it. If you could... If like, you had a map, <laughs> if you had a map of the facility and you had a 100% accurate time schedule of when things are going to happen uh-huh. and when things are going to do, and you had a helicopter um, <laughs> monitoring traffic for you, I don't know that you could have done a better experience. <laughs> Than what we experienced. Would you? Would you? No, agree? it was amazing. Yeah. And the best part for me was you because you were losing your absolute ever loving mind. Ever loving mind. Because it, it, that's like Brent's. I was uh, like, fanboying over this yes. almost as much as you fanboying over <laughs> James Bay. Because that's like really Brent's close. like number one thing is maximize. to do things well maximize. and max. You know, yeah. like no waste of time, nope, no waste of money. Nope. And you like the look on your face and like the aura pouring off of you of yep. like joy and well, amazing. also i felt like i was i was taking you on on a trip <laughs> to your first yeah, and i yeah, wanted yeah, to be yeah, a good yeah. positive yeah, experience yeah and if you walked away from that experience being like yeah it was whatever no it was I'd amazing like, it was i would so have been good. like are you freaking kidding me megan <laughs> what do you want a red carpet what uh, do you want no this i definitely is... walked away being like oh i'm doing that again yeah that's like that's <laughs> happening again who's next weekend Eric Church is tomorrow. I might come back for that. No, I'm no. not Anyways. into that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, we got home at uh, like uh, one? 1, a, 1 a.m. Yeah. yeah. And uh, how'd you feel the next day? Real tired. Yeah. Real. I bet you felt even more tired. Even more tired. Yeah. yeah had a little tournament. I got to like sleep in. So yeah. <laughs> did not maximize that day. <laughs> felt like I'd kind of shortchanged myself on that, but... It was it was a great time, great concert, uh, yeah. super fun. Yeah. Always, all, and the weather was just you again. You could not have dialed up better weather. No, it, really, it was, it was like, not too hot, not too no, cold. It was, it was Goldilocks, baby. It yeah. was a Goldilocks event. The whole thing <laughs> for us, anyway. Highly recommend. <laughs> Don't Five talk stars. to anybody else. Yeah, worst experience <laughs> of their lives. We had friends in this church that I saw on Sunday. Uh, got stuck in traffic, did not get there till 11.30 at night, and uh, missed the whole concert. They wouldn't let them in to even get food. They were starving. They had to go to a gas station. Oh, my gosh. Just an awful experience. So, yeah. you know, I feel bad for them. Yeah. Uh, um, so, that's it. I don't know. I don't have a follow-up to that. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. So, sorry. It was awesome. I took lots of videos and pictures for you if you yeah. want to see those. 
Surprisingly, they did not request to see those on my phone. They said, no, I think, I think I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's good. Um, yeah. That's fun. Um, yeah. And then church stuff is just, you know, we're plugging away. We, uh, we are entering into the come back to uh, church. It's, uh, you know, summer's over. Yeah. Stop camping and uh, come see everybody. But we did have football season kick off yes. this weekend. And uh, how'd you do in all your fantasy football teams? Did um, you? Uh, I crushed it. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, me too. Because I'm not in any. Oh, <laughs> you didn't lose. You're undefeated then. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, like it is a response, but I mm. think I lost all three that I'm in. <laughs> TBD, there's a game tonight that could go either way. But yeah, it's kind of a uh-huh, coin flip, uh-huh. but uh, definitely lost two. And uh, <laughs> so all my months of research just feels like, what are you doing with your life? That's what it feels like. Just a, a waste, waste of life. I even hosted a survivor challenge. You know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you did you sign up for it? No. Oh, okay. Um, this. But is, I did read the synopsis. On, great. Uh, you pick know, one email. team. All you have to do is pick one game. Pick one team to make it and yep. survive, and then you advance the next week. The only trick is you can't pick that team again for the rest of the season. Uh-huh. Like people, there is a contest in Vegas called the Circus Survivor. It's a thousand dollars an entry. And uh, then they they have a guaranteed payout of eight million dollars. Whoa! That's to the winner. Yeah, to the winner. So then they are hoping to get eight thousand entries at a thousand dollars a piece to cover their bases. But if and the winner means you pick the correct a correct winning team, you don't even have to do it every week. You just have to be the last one standing. Right. So that's how that thing worked. Uh, And where was I going with this? They had nine thousand. They had nine thousand entries. Okay. And uh, the biggest loser of the weekend was the one that I participated in. I chose the Minnesota Vikings to beat the lowly, lowly Tom Brady-less Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they lost, which which just makes me realize uh, I don't like the Vikings. I've never liked the Vikings. (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking liking the Vikings. I watched that dumb quarterback documentary with Kirk Cousins, Uh and I fell in love with Kirk Cousins over the summer. (laughs) So again, research that works against me, because he's sucks so anyways i hosted my own thing here at the church we have i don't know 25 people playing this Uh game and i the host am out in week one wow so now i've got a host i'm like hosting a party for somebody that i don't get to eat the food i I can't eat the food Uh, I I don't get to play at all. It's like your worst nightmare. It's terrible. It, the weekend was booked. Kylie lost by... too, so oh. she was like, "Hey, what can we like do mulligans? How does this work? How do we? What do we do <laughs> this week?" We do mulligans. And I said, "You don't get to do anything this week." <laughs> She's like, "I'm just out." I'm like, "Yeah, we're just. It's called Survivor. You're just this is out." Like the most Kylie line of questioning ever. Totally. How do I get back into this? <laughs> you mean. It, that's just it? Yeah, I think people <laughs> want to play with me still. Nope. They don't. So, anyways, uh, it was amazing. a rough rough week in that way. Yeah. So, not did you your... watch any football? I actually didn't. Um, okay. This okay. is why. So, I don't have cable or, and I'm not really into sports enough to like purchase. Sure. Don't, you don't non... have to, and it's all over the air, but go ahead. But, oh, no. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. So, okay. I have an antenna. So, yeah. in the past, I've watched it over the air through the yeah. antenna. But for whatever reason, my antenna is no longer picking up Fox or NBC. Oh, well, I get, well, no, it's on CBS too. No, or CBS. Those are the three what? it will not get. So it's a broken antenna. It's not doing anything. What is so it picking up? It's picking up PBS. Okay. <laughs> it's picking up PBS and ABC. And okay. that's it. Well, I think 
uh, you might need to rescan your channel. I have done that multiple times. And, <laughs> and uh, I've moved the antenna to different places, like okay. different sides of the TV okay. to try and get at different angles. What if you could have herb or spice your cats, you just hold it, <laughs> like stand near it, like to generate the static electricity. You think that they, <laughs> they would do that? I, I think they're more sports fans than you realize. Would. Um, I though I will say the only thing they have ever paid attention to on the television is a football game. Yeah, because I think it's the like dark objects on the green, like on the moving field. back and forth. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. So nothing. Jeez, oh Pete, what a yeah. life you live. Um, I did watch the Elvis movie this weekend though. Isn't it so good? Yeah, it was good. Oh my gosh, I love that thing. It was a little long. It is a little long. It's so you buckle up. I know. Part um, way through, I was like, "How much yeah, more?" A lot more. <laughs> Just when you think it's over, there's a lot more to go. Yeah, but it was good. I Austin, bought, whatever his face, he's so good. Did a really good job. Oh, he was like yeah. built for that role. Yeah. Um, I think I talked about that as a. You, you did. Yeah. As a. As a. Um, a but green it like thing. just came like Prime. It's on Prime right yeah, now. Yeah, it might be free now. Free it, for, it and so I watched it this weekend. You know what's really good is the soundtrack for that. Oh yeah, I, I know. Have it on vinyl, and it's so good. Yeah, I was like, as you were listening to the movie, you're like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. And that Doja Cat song they've played the her Hound Dog version of Hound Dog they've played on the radio, and I've loved that. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, yep. and uh, Eminem and uh, CeeLo Green. Oh yeah, uh -huh. collab on there too. Yeah, and I wouldn't play it in the car with your kids. Yeah, probably not. But <laughs> it's pretty good, man. You forget how good CeeLo Green is because yeah. it's been a it's been a hot minute since yeah. he's been out. <laughs> um, but my goodness, it's yeah, it's so good. So that is, I think I did that on Saturday in my. Well, I was gonna take a nap, and then I was like, oh, I'll watch a movie, and then I turned that on, and I was like, well, now I can't sleep. Yeah. But I rested. Did it make you um, want to like do more research on on Elvis or a little bit? Because I was like, how accurate? Is yeah, exactly. It? That's because what I felt like. It definitely too. doesn't give the it's... vibe of accuracy. Yeah. Um... <laughs> but even if it's close to accurate, like who yeah. he was and the generational talent and what he meant to the civil rights movement and yeah. all of the things that are but, in the which interestingly, of that. the other thing I thought was, did he have any original music? Because there's definitely an implication. That all of his famous songs were borrowed from someone else mm, at some point. I didn't catch that as much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because even like Lonesome, like he's listening to it play from someone else singing it before it's his hit. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I was like, did he have, like what was original? What did he write? Yeah, I don't know. That was, what, that was my question that I walked away from yep. the movie with. That's good. Nah, you got yeah. me thinking about watching that one again. <laughs> I'll have to go back. Well, it's on Prime now. Yeah. It took us three days to get through that one because Kylie would fall asleep. That's true. And then she's like, you can watch it. You can watch it. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to watch a movie without you. She always does that. Good grief. All right. Uh, let's talk about Sunday. Let's do Maybe it. That. Sunday, we kicked off a new series uh, called Limited Time Offer. It's a series on parenting and family dynamics and... Uh, we said uh, stuff about uh, it being like, what's your win? What are you trying to get to as a parent? What's your goals? Uh, what are you trying to target towards? We talked about the different stages that comes in, involved in parenting uh, and perhaps the goals shift during those times, um, and rightly so, between you know compliance and competence, achievement, 
uh, and relationship. But um, ultimately, if you can have some sort of an end goal in mind, if this is where I'm trying to get to ultimately, then that I think helps kind of direct some of the intentionality behind how you're doing. And I proposed a, a goal that wasn't mine, but I'm trying to adopt it and trying to think through it of um, uh, raising kids who, uh, when they're old and, and don't have to choose to be with you, is still enjoy being around you and, and enjoy being around each other uh, as well. Do you feel like, I feel like I um, have that, and I don't think that my parents did that intentionally. I don't think that that would be the words that they would say, yeah, we always thought through this lens. But I do enjoy being around my siblings, mm-hmm. and I do enjoy being around my parents. And I know, I think I know that that's the same for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and was that an intentional thing for you guys? I mean, not that your parents would use those words, but do you feel like yeah, they I always think, had big picture stuff in mind? When I think when they I, did. I don't know that they would say, I mean, my mom can correct me. She sometimes listens to this, but um, I think that, again, I don't know that they would have said those words, but that is the goal, right? Yeah. When I raise kids who are part of this family and who will continue to be part of this family when they don't, even when they don't have to be. Yeah. Um, and I think my parents generally have that relationship with their family. Um, and I think they kind of treasured that with their parents and their siblings. Um, and so, um, I think they wanted to have a family that was that way as well. Um, so, you know, I think that, yes, that is how I grew up. That was kind of the goal was to have a family that loved each other and supported each other and would continue to do that into adulthood. Yeah. And, so. and I think my parents, I think my dad had that growing up. I see that in the way that my grandparents, my grandpa's no longer with us, but uh, and his siblings are. Um, but my mom had nothing of the sort. Um, no dad. She didn't really know her dad at all. Um, even a relationship with mom was kind of tricky. Siblings, uh, she has a sister that she gets along with, a brother that they still talk, but it's not like not close. So it's weird to have have. It's not just a product of oh, Brent, that's really like a very privileged thing that you know your parents had that and mm-hmm. you have that and all that kind of stuff, and you're trying to do that. Uh, I think that my mom didn't have that and was still able to kind of navigate that and probably saw saw that in my dad's mm-hmm. relationship and, and said that's what I want mm-hmm. a little bit. And, um, so anyways, I think that that's, a, a a piece of it for sure. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, and what, then what does that, you know, how does that, what are the implications that, what are the, what are the things that you have to say no to, to say yes to that? Right. Yeah, or, yeah. um, that, that I know that this is only part one of a series and I don't yeah. want to give away too much about what I want to go <laughs> and, and talk about beyond, beyond that. But, um, I do think it's a, the, the thing that we likened it to on, uh, on Sunday was trying to f- know know your role as a parent and trying mm-hmm. to stay in that role and not try and be out, not try and engage in arguing or treating your child like a peer mm-hmm. or, or something, but making sure that they know. Well, and if you have that goal in mind, right, because you went through like stages of whatever, but if you stay in your lane and stay as a parent when your child is a child, when your child is an adult, you can be more their peer. Yeah. You can be more their friend. You can have a different kind of relationship with them because you were their parent when they needed you to be their parent. Yeah. And I think the key there is they get like a limited set of parents, right? Mm-hmm. I, like, yeah. I know they the step parents you. are involved, yeah. but like I, it's always different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and as much 
they get you and th- in taking advantage of that and making that um, so important and so critical, I think is such a huge deal like and, and staying there because nobody else gets to play that. Mm-hmm. There's no other space. There, there can be other spaces for, uh, say, a Boys and Girls Club counselor or mm-hmm. I, I've got people in my life that I care and I treat, they're like a dad to me, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not that, that there's, it's just not the, quite the same and mm-hmm. you never really truly fill that gap, I think. And, and that can be a really... Uh, tough thing, and we mm-hmm. said that your words weigh more than than you than you know that they do. Even when your kids weigh more than you, your kids still weigh heavy, or your words still weigh heavy mm-hmm. in your kids' heart and lives, and yep. that kind of thing. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, how did you? What was your kind of takeaway? You you are mix and mingle with a lot of kids. You have a lot of to do varieties with. I'm sure your classroom is full of kids with good parents, uh, mid parents, yep. uh, terrible parents, yep. and. You- <laughs> You said yes really fast on that. Uh, to all of them. Um, I said yes fast to all of them. Is there any sort of uh, common ground? Is there any sort of thing that you'd be like, um, commonality or, or peace that you would say? How, how soon can... Uh, let me just rephrase this question. Okay. How soon between meeting a kid can you kind of determine like that there's probably a good parent behind that kid? So it's... I think at high school it gets a little harder. Okay. Um, because... Um, depending on the kid and like who they are and how they've experienced school or like what, or other people that they've had in their life through school. Um, some kids who have really awful parents are actually come across as really put together. Yeah. Um, and some kids who have really great parents are just absolute buttholes, you know? And like, (laughs) sure. That's a great, that's a great point (laughs) just because you have that. And, and I, and I hope that I, I, it comes across like you can try your very darndest, yeah. <laughs> hardest at this and have this as a goal in mind and still have really crappy kids yeah. turn out, and, you know what I mean? And you know what, though? Like, it doesn't mean that you still won't have that goal at yeah. the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people grow and mature and, sure. like, change, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes having a really tough kid means you just have to be a really good parent. Yeah. And so you can have really good parents with really tough kids. Yeah. And um, so I think, like... And I'm removed, like, I don't see the parents quite as much as, like, elementary kids, sure. teachers do. And so sometimes it can be a little tough to tell until the kid, like, tells a story or says something or whatever. And then you're like, oh, I think that's different. Um, yep. And and I think one thing that is, like, that I try to remember is whether or not a parent is doing a great job or not, for the most part, they love their child. Mm-hmm. And they're doing their best. And maybe they just don't have the resources or the tools or the knowledge to do better than they are doing. Um, and I just try and remember that whenever I deal with stuff because you can't, I mean, that's their kid. Yeah. Like they're doing what the best that they can with yeah. what they have right. at that time. Um, so how and, do we resource them yeah. better, right? Yeah. As a school district, as a church, as yep. a community yep. and give them the tools to think through. And, and that's what I think. That's why I like doing these every once in a while. And, and I'm telling you, like, after church on Sunday, <laughs> the people who come up to me and be like, oh, my God, thank you for doing this series, always have, like, three or four kids in tow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I needed this because yeah. we were fighting on the way here. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's I got that at least twice on Sunday. Yeah. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so, anyways. How about for you? You're you're not in the currently in the season of parenting, although yeah. it probably feels like you're parenting well, as a teacher I mean, of high school students sometimes. This is a weird thing about being a teacher, and I've been working with kids for a long time, like right. 
close to 15 years. Um, and But I don't have children of my own. But I do have a lot of knowledge about kids and yeah. about development. And I interact with kids on a daily basis. And I have fairly intimate, like, close relationships with lots of kids um, because that's part of the job and part of doing that well, at least for me, means that um, I pour into a lot of kids a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, like, yes, I don't. I'm not a parent. I don't have children of my own. Um, so I can't speak to that, but I do know what it is to try and impact a student or impact a child. And yeah, like you've been able to connect life. the dots and make this still relevant and personal. And, and a I mean, yeah, I did definitely laugh when you were going through the like, why does this matter if sure. you aren't in a season with kids? I, I have to address it, right? <laughs> because if I don't, then everybody, I, I, I'm, I look like. I'm maybe I'm not aware that there are yeah. people in our community that I hate, man, I don't have kids and don't plan on kids. Yeah. What's, you know, and I, I think, and when, I want to respect that. Mm-hmm. I want to give that space. And I want to say, I think that you are mature enough and, and smart enough to figure out, like I watch shows all the time that I'm like, this isn't the season, but I can find value in this. Mm-hmm. I can, I can learn from this. What's and, the like kernel or nugget or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Take. Right. And yeah. Like, I think there is, like, just to, like, say it, like, this might be hard for some people, too, right? Yeah. Because maybe they're in a season where they really want kids, but it's not happening. 100%. Um, and so listening to a parenting series is going to be really, really hard. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And you can just not come for the next two yeah, weeks if that, that's And that's the fine, case, too. Right? Like, if like, it's <laughs> uncomfortable, I don't want you to be like, no, like, <laughs> force yourself into this. Like, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. And I hope to you have like, enough no, grace to be me. like, there are, are there are others yes. who are really struggling to keep their heads above water, and they thought, let me just get through the summer, and then once the kids are back in school, mm-hmm. I'll be fine. And then it's been three weeks, and they're like, life still sucks, and we're yeah. still drowning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. How do we help? How do we help them out? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that you're gonna find value how you want to find value in anything, whether or not it directly applies to you. Yeah. Um, and that's the case with anything in life. Yep. So I agree. Yeah. Any other takeaways that you thought of? Let me see. Just pulling out her phone. I did write something down. Oh, I was, so you, one of the words you said was compliance for like the early training years of your child. And that word is so tough sometimes, right? Um, because you also want to raise children who don't just like follow, right? Correct. Right. Um, and so you're like, what is... What are we really aiming for when we're talking about compliance? And like that can be such a loaded word. And so I was thinking about that. Um, and I think I rather think I like to think of it like trust building. So it's that like do what I say now and see how it affects you for good, right? And we're gonna build this trust of like I'm asking you to do this thing and you don't fully understand why or know how or whatever, but do it. And we're gonna see how it ends for good. For the because for the most part it will, um, and then we're building that trust that I I have wisdom and I have knowledge and I have the ability to help you mm-hmm. and guide you in a way that's gonna help you, and then we've built this trust where later when I explain why or I ask you to do something, it's like oh okay I know I know that mom loves me and that mom has knowledge and maybe I don't have all of that now, but I'm gonna do this thing because they've said because I have this trust with them mm-hmm. of. I know that they're for my good and that they're going to not lead me in a, not knowingly lead me down a path. That's not going to be good for me. Yeah. So no, that's, that's how good. I was like thinking about it. Yeah. So that good. was my only comment. 
I like it. Oh, the other, my mom has a really funny thing because you were talking about uh, like empty nesters. My mom likes to call herself um, semi-retired part-time consulting work. She's, <laughs> she hilarious. does part-time consulting yeah, part-time work. Consulting. <laughs> as needed, as my kids need she primarily yeah. was stay-at-home mom for us. Um, she did teach on occasion, but like primarily she just was mom. That was her job. Yeah. Um, and so she likes to say she does part-time consulting work. Yeah. Less and less as the years go on. (laughs) (laughs) But still available. But still available. Should you need me at any time. The hours are terrible. (laughs) They're terrible. They're all hours of the night. But that's funny. That's good. Uh, Good. Well, we got two more weeks. Uh, We'd love to have you back for that. Kylie's going to be a part of uh, week three of this thing. And uh, yeah, you'll hear from... From somebody, I think, who uh, knows more intuition-wise than me, who simply is approaching it from, I found a bunch of stuff on in books and thoughts and other t- people talking. Here's what I think is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's going to be like, here's what actually works. You know what I mean? <laughs> With actual kids and real-life kids. So, anyways, uh... it'll be great. Uh, let's jump into something interesting. Yeah. How does that sound? That sounds you great. You opened. I, I go first. It's true. So, uh, Kylie and I recently got into and we're late to the game but the welcome to Wrexham show um Wrexham Wrexham okay it's a uh it's a football club in Wales and like football yeah soccer uh-huh. it's a soccer club in Wales it's the th- third oldest uh international club in the world and Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney uh two actors uh, okay. bought a share of it and so this documentary is about their purchasing of the team and and it's a locally owned team, so like the people of Wrexham, which is a small town, oh, had yeah. to kind of vote they own it? on whether you want a famous movie star to invest in oh your my team, gosh. who's not British. And yeah. they're like, "What you know? What's your well?" They, they ask it in their accent. I was going to yeah. attempt to do their accent. I'm not going to do it because Welsh is very different uh, about that. And and uh, what, what what's your thoughts with the club? What do you want to buy mm-hmm. this club from us? And they're like, "Well, we've always loved sports teams, and we just love the affinity towards it." And anyways, it's it's been a really incredible show, and it's it te- it does like it does a great job of teaching you about Wales as oh, yeah. uh-huh. its own country, as uh as the Welsh language is kind of unique in that area, and there are different types of food, and that there are way more sheep than people in yep. Wales. Uh-huh. I've heard that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a <laughs> fun little show, and I I bring it up because. Um, the the team is incredibly difficult to follow uh, in terms of watching their games because you can't just turn on, uh, you know, your over-the-air mm-hmm. antenna ABC only uh, thing that you have. <laughs> they're never going to be on ABC. <laughs> and they're not on any of the other, uh, like, if, even if you have a cable with a sports package and you're yeah. like, well, surely I have 100 different channels with all kinds of things. Um, you're not going to find Wrexham on there for the most part. They might play in some cup things that they might be, but they play in a they play in a lower division of English football. So English football has five divisions. They're in the second to bottom. Mm-hmm. They just got promoted out of the bottom. So, so I'm I'm uh, uh, I, this is a spoiler a little bit for season one, um, <laughs> but uh, they started season two this year and uh, mm-hmm. season two of their show starts this week. So season Very one cool. is available on FX or Hulu or however you get it. Uh, and then season two launches this week, so uh, we are we are rapidly trying to finish up season one uh, to get to season two, uh, so we can watch it kind of live with them. But yeah, it's, that'd be cool. uh, it's been fun. It's not uh, in competition for my Arsenal uh, team that I, I really enjoy with PL, uh, EPL. <laughs> but so you can root for them too. I can. I, it feels it's a different country. I mean, they're all part of the you know Great Britain, yeah, yeah. and the United Kingdom, but they're, it's not England, so it's totally different. So that's how I justify it. 
But it's uh, uh, it's a great picture into the life of a small town whose like bread and butter is a football team, and there's yeah. not much else going on. That's crazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> so it's pretty great. Emotions run high. <laughs> Uh, What's your something interesting? Okay, well, I was going to do something, and then I think maybe I've shared it before. But, mm, I'll tell you um, if you have. Um, I have really memory. <laughs> no, I'm, have I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about the wooby effect on... It's like the Chinese, how the Chinese type their letters no. into the QWERTY keyboard. No, I don't have think I talked I've, about that? I don't think so. Okay, so this is from Radiolab. I, I kind of think maybe I have, but All right. it's okay. Um, you, I'll share it again for if, those if of you who don't If only you had a month and a half to come up with something I new. I know. <laughs> well, I just listened to it again <laughs> on Radiolab because they like replay stuff. You re-listen to podcasts? Sometimes. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just... Do you just, reread books too? Yeah. I also will rewatch. I would like almost rather rewatch a movie sometimes than watch, than watch a new? new one interesting i think it's like uh i don't know it's probably because i have like some weird neurodivergency last book that you reread for a second oh, or i third. think harry potter oh okay well that's but i reread those all the time yeah, that those are i feel like those are different but um but i've read where the heart is a ton of times okay um yeah i i and i will like uh, if I like am really into an album or whatever, I'll listen to just that for like a couple weeks. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, music. I feel like I, I I'm fine with re-listening to this. But yeah, time. I I regularly will pick a movie I've already seen over a new movie, even if it's a new movie I'm interested in seeing. What's the mood that you have to be in to be like I don't want to I don't want to watch something new. I don't. It's not really. A, I think I just need. It's like a comfort. Okay. To watch something I already know. Yeah. But sometimes I watch stuff I already know because I know I'm going to be like in the kitchen cooking and yeah, not really sure. paying attention. Yeah, that's why people fell asleep to the office for <laughs> however many years, right? Yeah. Um, but a lot of time, like I will just sit down and watch something I've already seen like a billion times. Yeah. I, I think it's just a comfort thing. I'm not it's sure. It's weird because I'm willing to do that with TV and not as much with movies. Yeah. Like I'll rewatch Arrested Development anytime. I'll just yeah. throw on 30 <laughs> minutes of Arrested Development. No big deal. Uh, but but yeah, I rewatched movies. Invincible also, I think, maybe this weekend or the weekend before. And I've seen that a ton. But I just, I don't know. I like it. Okay. Sorry. I've heard it's like an ADHD thing. Like, oh, really? uh, okay. like that is one of the, that's like a thing that a lot of people with ADHD do. I don't know that I have ADHD. But <laughs> there, when I look at ADHD symptoms, I think, well, a lot of those apply. <laughs> <laughs> check. <laughs> Check. What what am I doing here? Why am I checking? Yeah, this? but I don't know that I actually am yeah. diagnosable. But anyway, a lot of them seem to coalesce with me. But yeah. maybe that's because my dyslexia. Anyway, on a whole oh, different. Oh wow! Scale. I just saw it. Yeah, no, I think you do now. <laughs> you have me convinced. Just kidding. Um. Anyway, the Wooby effect. Yeah. So in the late eighties, early nineties, um, the Chinese were trying to figure out. They were like trying to figure out how to get into technology. Um, but they couldn't get their characters onto into like the yeah, their system. Alphabet's a little different because than ours, they yeah. have like seventy thousand characters. Right. Yeah. Um, they don't just have like twenty six letters that get combined to make these things. Um, and so a guy who was working in a government lab trying to figure it out came up with a he like broke down the characters into smaller parts into like basic parts and then created like a code for each of the um, characters so that then they could use the QWERTY keyboard, which is like the English alphabet keyboard 
to create characters on the Chinese, like on computer screens in Chinese characters. Um, and he did this whole process, figured it out. But at the same time, the Chinese government was trying to um, like uh, make the characters into like the spoken words into like English version characters, right? So into like letters. Um, and so it was kind of this like, so now in China, people will use the like phonetic spelling of Chinese words instead of characters. Mm. Um, change like the whole way that they, yeah, but it changes, it changes the language completely because the characters are like part of the meaning in and of themselves. Yeah. Um, but there are still some people who use the Wubi, like the guy's name is Wubi, so he, that's where it comes from, but use the Wubi method of like typing in the characters into a keyboard. Um, but there's definitely this like tension between younger generations will use, I think it's called Ping, Ping Wei or something, is the like um, phoneticizing of Chinese. Um, and they teach that in school. So a lot of younger people will use that as opposed to the character version. But, um, there's still this like tension between the loss of Chinese culture by losing characters versus the, um, like efficiency potential of like using phonetics. Yeah, sure. Except for apparently a really big thing in China is, um, typing competitions, like fat, like who can do it the fastest because that's really the, um, that's like why they wanted to come up with ways of putting the characters into the computer so that they could do things fast. Um, so they could compete with Western countries. And um, apparently the Wubi effect is still the fastest hmm. um, to get the characters into the computer. But um, but they teach, the Chinese government has them teach the phonetic way because um, they're trying to like get that, like make that more prominent. So Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's probably great for... Uh, American realize we're not the only ones who uh, our use of like like fast typing has changed the way that we communicate and like all mm -hmm. the short little anagrams that we use or whatever mm -hmm. to kind of do this it's like yeah almost kind of ruins it and and you can tell I'm sure you can tell when papers are turned in from kids and oh like, yeah yeah and you, they just use you instead of yes. you <laughs> <laughs> you need to read more books yeah. and less text messages from your friends uh, so uh, the thing that gets me is when they send a whole email in the subject line. Do they? <laughs> yes, all the time. Really? Oh, man. It kills that. me. I'm yeah. like, oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Subject. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. Well, mm. let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's. We'd love to have you in person uh, for one of our services this weekend, nine fifteen and ten thirty. I'll be doing part two of our limited time offer series. Uh, you can catch it online on our live stream as well at both of those times, but at eastlaketricities.com slash live or inside of our app. Just click on the live stream button and you will make it uh, happen from there. I think that's it, everybody. Have a great week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Welcome Thanks for back. tuning back. And uh, we will be back next week. Yes, with we another will. Another episode of Say Something Interesting. Bye, everyone.